Hey, good evening, everybody, and welcome to episode number 25 of the Freshman Parking Lot. Uh, tonight's episode is brought to you by, do you want to guess who the sponsor is tonight? Um, no, I, I was going to go by You Betcha Guy because I got my uh, Christmas present hat on today. I did see a video of him reviewing Famous Dave's Ranch. Okay. He's a ranch wrangler now. I'm going to say Aldi's Ranch is still the best ranch. If you went to University of Wisconsin Platteville, um, you understand that Aldi's Ranch was by far the best ranch in town. Okay, hold on. Aldi's, do they have their own brand? Uh, it was whatever we bought at Aldi's. Which might have been the different different each week. Maybe, but it was delicious okay. every week. So, Well, the sponsor is actually the Ranger Snow Removal Company. Oh, and I'm so appreciative of the Ranger Snow <laughs> Removal Company. Uh, <laughs> Hey, if you're ever going to drive 24 hours to Florida and 2,300 miles or, or hours back from Florida, and you need somebody to plow your driveway that's never plowed your driveway before, I'm your guy. I was greatly appreciative. So I, I was <laughs> blessed to go to Florida to see Grandma and Grandpa between Christmas and New Year's, and uh, we didn't get one but two snowstorms yeah. uh, in Fort Atkinson, Wisconsin at that time, so... Came back to a clean driveway, so I'd like to thank the uh, the Ranger uh, snowplow removal. So Ranger snow removal, yep, awesome. It was an adventure. Uh, there were deer when I got here the first time, which was cool. Beautiful. I had six does out yesterday afternoon. I got home from work, and uh, on the uh, the hay field, there were six does. So Perfect. Just hanging out. See, we didn't get them all. No, they're still out there. I told my wife we got to go find some more. We so. can hang out. We can hang another one in the Bojacks in the barns. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Brad, I got a question for you. What I sent a pretty strange text this week, and I'm wondering if the strangest text I sent this week was possibly the strangest text you received this week. Absolutely, without a doubt, and I don't know any more than that. So for all of our uh, loyal listeners, I got a text that I'm going to say about 6 o'clock in the morning the other day. Probably. Uh, from Brian Bosch. That's you. That's me. Uh, that said, I had the strangest dream that I can't wait to share, but we're doing it in the podcast, so we need to podcast soon. And my only response was, I'm so intrigued, but don't want to know anything about it till we are recording. And we haven't even brought it up in conversation, even a little bit. like even once. So let's hear it. Here's my dream. First of all, do you dream a lot? I guess we all dream every night, but do you have dreams you remember a lot? Very rarely. Okay. So I kind of go in streaks. And this dream, I want to preface it by asking a question, and I probably already know the answer. Have you ever heard the name Blake Hoffarber? No. Okay, so Blake Hoffarber played basketball for the Gophers. And when he was in high school at, I believe, Hopkins High School in the Twin Cities, during the state tournament, and Blake Hoffarber made a, I don't know if it was a two or a three, but it was in the corner close to a three-point basket from his backside okay. at the buzzer to win a state tournament game. Now that you say that, I probably remember that being played on sports. Actually, center. I think it won an SB now. Yep, yep. it was a top ten play in an SB, yes. So, Blake Hoffarber made that shot. In my dream, I got a rebound in the lane – I fall down to my backside and I throw up a shot and it goes in as the buzzer goes off. The buzzer went off 
at the exact instant that my alarm went off. That was, that was really, the dream is not the thing. It's the buzzer, and I'm not kidding. It was the buzzer went off when my alarm went off. Okay, and now I'm going to say like the completely wrong thing to say at this time. The official of me says you should have been called for traveling because you got a rebound and then went to the ground. Okay, well, I don't know like the, <laughs> the exact intricacies, but I do know this. When I reviewed the play, it was, it was out of my hands. It was good. It was out of my hands awesome. when the buzzer went off. <laughs> the buzzer goes off, alarm goes off. Now the question is, you're a snooze guy, I know. Yeah. So did you snooze then, or were you like up and ready to go? You know, that, that morning, I don't really remember, but I was pretty <laughs> excited to tell you about it. Okay. Um, and I know why Blake Hoffarber was also in my mind. I've been watching a little bit of Big Ten Network, which is not typical for me. And they do these shows, just random shows on certain plays. And he hit a big shot in a Gophers game. And they showed that butt shot from high school okay. in that documentary. And then a few days later, a few weeks later, I'm dreaming about it, and I'm living the dream. All right, so I'm going to have to go to YouTube after the show and look that shot up and yeah. uh, sync it perfectly with my dream tonight to wake up to the buzzer going Wake off, up so. to the buzzer. I couldn't believe it. I told I told my son, and he's like, that's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. So Way better than other things you could wake up to. So. Correct. Yeah, correct. So, well, hey, I'm excited that we're back. Uh, we're actually in my basement, so... I know you're a little turned off by the background behind you today. So I mean, it's good we got far. It's good we got bow. I don't know if we can see. We got a lion's paddle back there. Other than that, the rest of it is a little off-putting. Okay. The 1946 uh, sectional football trophy. That's pretty cool. Yeah, that's pretty cool. So, um, anyway, so we're uh, we're live. I'm happy to be back. Um, I know we're we're going to talk a little coaching carousel and, and coaching not even carousel just coaching idiocracies i was gonna go with idiocy yeah okay um sometimes sometimes we say things we shouldn't say we all do um and and you know people that speak in front of a camera all day three hours of live you know radio or for us just random podcasting we, we might say something we regret but we're not getting interviewed in a high pressure situation yeah this this here is not high pressure because we know that our viewership goes down each time we podcast but we still have those loyal 56 viewers so yeah. i appreciate that and by the way speaking of viewers and viewership exciting announcement i feel like maybe i shouldn't quite say it yet but i have to i'm so excited um, our executive producer, Nate Daniels, is working on, and I'm helping him get all the files, putting all of these, here's how this started, right before Christmas break, Nate and um, another colleague of ours said that they were going to finally listen to one of the shows and they wanted to listen to our last episode with Coos. And they said, where can I, where can I listen? I said, YouTube. And they're both kind of podcast nerds and they said, oh, yes. YouTube, my favorite podcast platform. So, so they got us. Um, so Nate's going to help push all of our episodes out to various podcast platforms where there will just be audio. You can plug us in and go to the health club or go out for a walk, and we can be with you in so many more ways and in so many more platforms. Because YouTube is terrible on your cell phone because as soon as your phone goes dark yeah. or you switch off, yeah. it kills the audio. So. 
um, I'm excited about that and uh, more ways to listen to uh, the freshman parking lot. So, which I mean, more is always better. Awesome. All right. So hit me with your first coach. You had a whole list of coaches. I, I do. I have a list of coaches here. Um, let's start with let's start with Dan Mullen. Dan Mullen is the University of Florida. Dan Mullen makes six point one million dollars a year, and a lot of these guys make a lot of money. And a lot of these guys are probably, if not the highest paid, one of the highest paid public officials in their state. Um, which is still funny that we have. Football coaches are public officials, but mm-hmm. they get paid by the state. Um, Many universities, not all. Sure. Right. I would think boosters have a lot to do with that, too. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan Mullen, <laughs> early in the year, they went to Texas A&M, and Texas A&M had some fans in the stands. And I honestly don't remember if they won or lost the game. I'm assuming they probably lost that game based on his reactions. Um, next week in the swamp, we need to pack the swamp. Full capacity, blah, blah, blah. And this was in, like, this was in, like, you know, rough, rough COVID number times. Not that we're doing great now, but rough times. And he came off a little, I think a lot of these coaches come off a little tone deaf. Um, But what he said after their bowl game, they lost to Oklahoma. And he said, well, this is after the game, not before. Oklahoma didn't beat the 2020 Gators. They beat the 2021 Gators. That was a preseason game. Sure. He says that after they lose because they lose. you wouldn't say that after you won. Maybe. I mean, if that's the case, I, and I get I'd it. say say it before, but then you're making excuses even before. Sure. And I, I've heard plenty of college coaches say the importance of a bowl game is to get extra practices to go into the next year. But don't you think performing well sets the tone for the next year and absolutely the- and recruiting and all those other things so it's it's twofold it, it concludes your season for your seniors and then it also is a jump start for that next season extra practices momentum going in you want to win that bowl game it's important to win that bowl game and i don't know if bowl selection committees would pay attention to that comment but if i'm one of the bowl selection committees i'm not sure I want Dan Mullen's team in my bowl. You don't put value on it. Well, we're spending a lot of money to put this thing on. You can tell that from a coaching staff he did not put the importance in it because he had 11 players opt out to prepare for the NFL draft. They were a good team. They were a of great team. There wasn't 11 first and second round players on that team that need to opt out. Many of them should have been playing to increase their visibility for the draft. Okay, so let's segue into the next coach. Okay. Mac Brown okay. at North Carolina. You said Florida had a bunch of players opt out. Mac Brown makes $3.5 million. I don't know that I disagree with what Mac Brown said, but I don't know that it's quantifiable or I necessarily agree. Says we were completely caught off guard by the number of our players that opted out. It won't happen again. I'm not sure how you can guarantee that. Um, but it won't happen again. We'll build the depth we need to be able to withstand this. And I think a way to keep this from happening again is expand the playoffs and let more teams into the playoffs. That might keep people from opting out because I don't think that we've heard of people opting out of playoff games. Nope. 
But he went further and said that will also increase the importance of bowl games that aren't a part of the playoff. And that's a statement that I can't get on fully on board with. The first statement, absolutely. Increase the playoffs to eight. The entire country is asking for it. Yes. Nobody says it's a bad idea. So let's do it next year. Why did we have to wait for the BCS to run its contract? Contracts are signed to be broken and to be changed and to be modified and amended. Also, this change would make ESPN, who basically owns half of this college football playoff, way more money. More money. Correct. More games, more money. So I'm surprised they didn't do it because, as we know with a lot of things right now, you can just blame it on COVID. Yeah. Yeah, we had to do it because of COVID. It just made sense to do it this year, and we're going to try it this year to see how it goes. Okay. We know once it goes eight, it's never going back to four. Right. So give it a whirl. Um, definitely, I think, a a true statement. You know, let's – if you're a fan of those teams, you don't want to see your, your favorite guys on the team opt out. Right. You've been watching them all season long, maybe for six games – Maybe for 12 games. Well, they're the reason for a lot of these teams that you're in that game. Absolutely. So um, I was excited to watch that bowl game, uh, the, the Florida game. Yep. Until right before kickoff, I saw the opt-outs, and I went, oh, well, this is going to be a butt kicking. <laughs> Guess what? It didn't disappoint. It was a butt kicking, yeah. right? So North Carolina, I don't know if they can really say like North Carolina is that team that has always had great NFL draft picks and guys that have done well in the NFL, but they're never any good in the regular season. No, this so. is one of probably their best seasons. Right. Finishing, so. what, like, top 13 or so? Yeah. Um, okay, so Mac Brown previously was at Texas. Texas is ushering out a coach. Right. Tom Herman is being asked to leave, and he's being paid very handsomely to do so. The buyout is between forty and fifty million dollars, and this isn't really something that a Bobby Bonilla is jealous of that payout. <laughs> Good point. Good point. Uh, this isn't really something dumb that a coach said, but the AD is is obviously fully aware. And, and we had a conversation that a lot of that money probably isn't going to be school money. It's going to be booster money to 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 make a buyout like that. But they've let go. 35 or so athletic department workers. They've um, cut pay of 35 or so more athletic department workers. They've furloughed a, a couple hundred positions right now and, and cut cut budgets and, and cut things. I, I don't, because of pandemic and, and no fans and cancellations and things like that, I'm not sure it's the right time, or, or at least publicly it looks really, really bad, regardless of where the money comes from to have a 40 to $50 million buyout. It's, it's bad optics. Um, it doesn't look good. I don't think it's any of that money's coming from the university. So, you know, there's probably outrage there, but it's not realistic because somebody paid or, or some group of people or a corporation that's Texas sponsors that wants him out and the new person in will, will pay that. Um, speaking of paying this one came out this morning, yesterday, uh, and I'm going to transition quickly to NFL here. Sean Payton, the Saints coach, and I, we haven't talked about this, so I don't know if you've heard this, thinks it is safe to bring in 52,000 fans to a Saints playoff game 
thinks they can still do it if they quarantine them beforehand and then bring them to the stadium. Quarantine who? 52,000 fans. Where and how are you quarantining 52,000 people? There's probably a lot of empty <clears throat> hotels uh, in the New Orleans area. I don't know. My, my initial reaction to that was, all right, so you're going to quarantine for just even say seven days prior, negative tests to come into the facility. It take three weeks to get them into the, into the stadium. Like, here's my test. You got to bear it. Like, and then you go to a hotel and you have to live in a hotel room for a week to go to a football game. Who can afford to do this? Well, that's what I'm, that was my initial reaction was, <clears throat> A, what's the logistics of doing it? And let's just even say that, yes, hotels are empty and you could put 50,000 people in hotels all around the stadium. Let's just pretend like that's feasible. Now people have... Who's paying for the tests? Yeah. Obviously the fans. So as a fan, would you pay for seven days in a hotel, pay for two, three COVID tests, take off of work to go to a three, maybe four hour football game? No. Especially when we, we had an episode where we talked about the TV viewing experience. It's way better on TV than it is inside the Superdome or any other place. So I feel like Sean, I don't know what Sean Payton's rationale for saying that because he must be related to Dan Mullen. There is no possible way that is happening. No. Like the Green Bay Packers are talking about trying to bring in 10,000 fans in a 85,000 seat capacity, which is probably a more realistic number. Um, and I still don't know if they'll be able to get that accomplished. I get it. These playoff teams, these bowl teams, these college teams, they all wanted to have a fan experience during it. It's just not feasible right now. Um, yes, I do. I like having some crowd noise in the background that's live and not piped in noise. Absolutely. Um, but I'm still going to stand behind. I'd much rather have a quiet stadium and mic up the players yeah. and let me hear everything they're saying. Well, and, you know, I, I really think that the piped-in fan noise is, to me, it's, it sounds normal and natural. Um, right before I came over here, the Badgers won a double overtime basketball game, and it, it sounded like the Kohl Center was full, and it didn't sound fake. Now, maybe some of that was just the music piping in mm -hmm. more than necessarily fan noise, but it, it's... They're doing a good job with it, I think. By the way, I don't think Indiana has beat Wisconsin in the Kohl Center since 1998. I don't, fun fact I don't know how long it's been, but they said that that was the longest or one of the longest um, Badgers home winning streaks in the conference. <clears throat> Penn State's the only longer. And that's who they play next. Yeah, so the Badgers, Penn State. That's from like 93. That was pre-Kohl Center. That was Fieldhouse days. And 93 is damn near when Penn State came into the Big Ten. Like, for real. That's the first Gopher basketball game I went to in the barn when Penn State came into the Big Ten. So, all right, I'm going to transition back to NFL. Okay. Because this has gotten me fired a lot. This is good. So, Eagles and Giants, or Eagles play the Redskins. I'm no, sorry, the, the, Wa the Washington the football, football team. team uh, on <laughs> Sunday Night Football. Yep. The last game of the NFL regular season. 
a lot of eyes watching it, and what happens? Yes, that I guess we pulled Jalen Hurts when we're down. It's a it's a close game. Close game in the fourth quarter with 12 minutes left for some dude that I've never heard of. He's so irrelevant. I don't even know his name right now. Sudfeld. Sudfeld. Suds. Suds. We're gonna call him Suds. Suds. Suds comes in three point game. They obviously don't win. The Giants have a problem with it because if the Eagles win the game, the Giants would go to the playoffs. Now, this is all kind of irrelevant in my world because they have six wins. That's what I've been thinking about this whole time. But Joe Judge, the Giants head coach, which I think... Who I didn't know his name until he started spouting off. Okay, I'm more of an NFL guy. I I know Joe Judge. I followed him. He goes off about how he would never do that, and that's you can't do that, and they play harder than that, and, they, and all this about the Giants, right? Which is all fine and good and, and dandy. Until next year, they're 12-3 and three going into the last game of the season, and they rest a bunch of players to get ready for the playoffs, right? So he says that in that moment, but he's going to eat crow at some point of his coaching career because he is a young head coach. Well... And he will rest players in week 16. And next year they're talking about the NFL going to a week or a 17th game. So you will just have more irrelevant games at the end of the season. And everyone does it. Why are we talking about it? Because it was on national TV, the last game of the season. If it was a noon game on Fox in a very small demographic of the country, I would be like, oh. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if I fully agree with that. Um, I, I agree that resting people is something that happens, and that if he's fortunate enough to stick around long enough, that he's going to do it too. But I don't think this is the same thing. This was we benched Carson Wentz because he wasn't playing well. We've got our rookie in there to see what we've got going on with him, and it was. I've read a lot on it throughout the week, and it seems to have kind of calmed down from the Eagles' standpoint. Like, they were they were mad at the head mm-hmm. coach, and we didn't understand it, and this and that, and kind of confrontational. Uh, and is it Jason Kelsey? Travis Kelsey's mm-hmm. brother is center. the is center. Great player. And, and he kind of backed off a little bit, too. Like, no, it wasn't how you guys are all thinking it was. We were told there's a chance this kid would play. What I have a problem with, I think, is what it looks like. It wasn't resting Jalen Hurts. We still need to know an awful lot about Jalen Hurts. It was a close game, and we're just going to take him out, and it kind of looked like we laid down. Now, the Eagles, when they planned on playing him, which I think they truly did, they were planning on being beat by a lot at that point and being able to put him in the fourth quarter and just – let it roll. Unfortunately for the Eagles, they were in the game. Sure. Because they, Eagles, the Eagles, had a bunch of healthy scratches prior to the game. There were players that were starters that were that were healthy scratches prior. Hence, Carson Wentz was a healthy scratch. So so is that kind of like get your get your seniors off the end of the bench at the beginning of senior night instead of the end of senior Correct. night? 
absolutely. And it's the players on the field will always play their hardest. Yeah. So the when just like the NBA during tanking season, <laughs> they have to make roster moves to have less quality players playing because the players that play will always do their best because they're playing for their next contract. Sure. They're being individuals at that point that they want to have some good film so they can get that next contract. Well, I don't really think it's like, and maybe you didn't mean it, an individual. It's not, you're not being selfish there. That, that's you. You, you yeah. play to win the game, right? Yeah. As, as the quote goes. And it's absolutely selfish because they all get paid. Well, because, but as an athlete and as a competitor, you're not ever going, you're not thinking about the business side of it. Sure, you getting paid, but not the business side of if we lose this, we can draft X, Y, and Z. As no. A, as a player. They don't think about it. No. Absolutely no. And that's why the – and I think it came out in the last couple of days that it was a GM owner decision to play suds um, more than a coach decision. And that's why you heard – and that's why I don't have Doug Peterson on my idiocracy – Coach sure. quotes for the week because he kind of backpedaled and played it off because I think he probably wasn't the mastermind behind it. And he may not have agreed, but he's got to play the game to mm-hmm. keep his job. Absolutely. Uh, I do have a problem with Joe Judge saying it, not necessarily because he might do it in the future, because take care of your own business. Just be eight and eight. You have a two-game lead, and you get to rest your players in week seven. Just be eight, man. And, and, and yeah, that whole division is just kind of a, a joke this year. We say that, and guess what? They probably win a game. They're gonna, it's the last two teams to make the playoffs at 500 or less have won the game. So, so hey, smart money says. I'm hoping they do, because then the Packers play the lowest seed, which would probably be them coming through. So, all right. I got one last, two last quick things. Do you have any other coaches? Uh, we're good. We could talk about the brawl in that in that game, but it was so dumb it doesn't even deserve us to talk about it. Mike Leach is a bad human being. They're done. Mike Leach is funny, but when it's something serious, he's in. Just no, we're 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 good. Okay. I need your opinion on the Bucks, Milwaukee Bucks blue. I'm wearing a Bucks jersey or Bucks shirt today because I feel like this is the best color combination logo for the Bucks, and it was it's probably 10 years old, right? Okay. And they've had a few tweaks and minor things. I know they added the blue for a long time. That was just like a, a trim piece to show Lake Michigan or have a part of Lake Michigan. But now they've come out with like full blue uniforms. Okay, so it's, it's ironic that you bring this up because, first of all, my favorite Bucks. And it might be my favorite in the NBA right now is the Cream City. Mm-hmm. Okay, I did not know about the blue until I saw a kid at school today wearing it. Yep, it's horrible. It looks like NBA Jam video game cheap. Yeah. Well, and here's the thing: I like the color blue that they have. Sure, it's a great color. I hate it on a uniform. Associated with the Milwaukee Bucks. I had to do a double take when I saw this kid walking down the hall. I'm like, oh, Milwaukee. And two days ago, 34. That's a Giannis. I've never seen that jersey before. And that's there was, horrible. There's a couple students earlier this week that were wearing that color blue Bucks 
hoodie pullover, hoodie sweatshirts. Terrible. So I haven't seen it okay. other than in the halls okay. at the high school. All right. Last one before would you rather's and, and would when in Rome. Okay. We're both officials. Yep. Football for you and I, and I also officiate quite a bit of basketball. Um, more this year than I ever have. And we both have, have done baseball and softball, just Absolutely. not a ton. Yep. Um, so I have young children and my rule of thumb has always been one to two games a week that I officiate basketball, spend more time at home. It's a hobby. It's not a job, right? Well, this year with COVID, uh, many officials, I shouldn't say many, there's some officials that aren't working, some that are working less. Um, and there's still quite a few games going on. Um, so I am working three to five games a week and, and turning down games because I don't want to work five games a week every week. Um, pay is the same for what it was for years prior to this year. The state of Tennessee's basketball association or high school association has stated that schools can pay $25 less per game. Why? Because they're not having fans and they don't have the revenue coming in for fans. I was unaware that the ticket prices of high school games go to pay officials. I know for 100% fact that our school, that's not the case. Okay. And I had such a bad taste in my mouth. Like that is completely separate in my mind from the game that is going on. Does Tennessee have an overabundance of officials? I don't know. And I'm interested to see how that works out. So I was reading about this and, and reading some Tennessee officials that have said, and, and many of them said that um, a vast majority of schools actually are going against the state recommendation and, that was going to be my, and are paying full price. And, and I would still. think, I, I would hope all of them. So otherwise, you, I, I couldn't see doing a varsity basketball game for $25 less than it is. And I will give an example. In the state of Wisconsin, varsity basketball is usually anywhere between $65 and $75. You have to be at the game an hour before tip usually. You have, a lot of times have an hour drive there. Mm -hmm. So that's three hours combined besides the two hours you're on the court. So you have a five-hour commitment to officiate a high school basketball game. And with that, you would get paid 40 to $50. Good luck. They're going to they're gonna cancel games. In, in and maybe that's maybe that's the goal. Budgetary, they want to cancel sure. games. So, anyway, I just want to bring that to light because I know we advocate for high school sports. We advocate for officials here, and um, I just I just feel like that was something that um, left a bad taste in my mouth. But also, I was glad to see that many of the schools were going against it and still paying full to those officials to have high quality officials to officiate a game. For students to have the best sure. experiences they can. And, and real quick, if you're a fan who's lucky enough to get into a gym or get into a hockey rink or, or get in to see your kids play right now, there's not a lot of people in the stands. These officials can hear, and, and these 
these administrators and these game supervisors can hear everything that you say. Make sure it's positive and that you're practicing good, positive sportsmanship. That's just a little word to the wise. And I have, I will say I've done more games this year up to this point, and we're January 6th, 7th today, um, than I have probably the last two years combined. And coaches have been phenomenal. Um, and the few games that I've done with fans have been really good. So um, super good. I think everybody's just happy to have the opportunity to be playing right now. So, all right. Speaking of playing, you, Brian Bosch, are a college quarterback. Oh, yes. Get it loose. Get the arm loose. Would you rather win the Heisman or win the national championship? You have never won the Heisman nor the national championship prior, and you are in your senior season. I think, and, and I'm just going to go based on history. In a, in a About a week before Christmas, I think we were right above where we are right now, and we, did, we went through our phones and we said, won the Heisman, what was his NFL career? Won the Heisman, what was his NFL career? And it's very, very few and far between that won the Heisman and had a good, productive, long NFL career. Um, so I'm going to say the national championship. I um, have I've never won a championship on that kind of level. Like, I've, I've never won a state championship or obviously a national championship. Um, certainly won, you know, I've been a part of some conference championships, which is really, really cool. And I can't imagine what a national championship would feel like. And I think that that would, um, I, I think that would just from historical standpoint of how Heisman winners fare, fare uh, that would bear out as well or better in the NFL. Okay. And I'm going to disagree with you. Okay. I would take the Heisman house all day long. That's not a real thing. That's just a commercial. I still get to be in a commercial hanging out with all the Heisman winners. (laughs) No, but in all seriousness, I think the Heisman is that that glory that um, you are the best. You are the best player in college football for a year. Um, And, yes, I realize that sometimes it doesn't equal success in the NFL. But in that moment, I am taking that. I'm not looking at a – NFL career at that point. I'm looking at I am the best at one specific thing during that year. And I will take my chances at being a good to great NFL player after that. But in that moment, I would like to selfishly be the best individual at something in a team sport. So would it be fair to say, now you said in a team sport, would it be fair to say that you would go back and reconsider rhythmic gymnastics? You are the champion of rhythmic gymnastics, and I cannot step on those toes. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of champions, I'm excited. I I know you name-dropped. You sent me a message earlier today saying that um, a listener of ours, initials J.A., would be excited about this one in Rome. So um, let's hear it. So you're a Packers fan. Really? Strange. No kidding. Um, You're a Packers fan, and... Sundays during the football season are for people with your 
disability a special time. Love and passion. Like Sundays at noon or Sundays at 325. My question to you, because I've heard some people talk about this, is how it does it kind of when the Packers don't play at noon or 325, they have a primetime game, which they had five this year, Monday night, Thursday night, or Sunday night. And they also had a Saturday. And they have a bye during the season, and they have a bye this week. So that's eight out of 18 weeks where they're not going to play at a normal time during the day Sunday. Does that ruin your Sunday? Do you like it, or do you wander around like, what am I supposed to do? I'm going to draw a fine line in the sand and say pre-2012, I hated it. I needed my noon Packers. I loved the during the day. Like, that was the best time. Then I had children. And then noon games were okay because everybody was sleeping. Like napping? Napping. Okay. Three o'clock games were terrible because we had – getting up from nap and getting dinner ready. So since children, I l- love night primetime games. I can get kids to bed. I can watch the games, except Monday night games because the, the mothership. The mothership, and I don't get the mothership. Um, but you have... If I can stay awake, which I found my ways to stay awake, I got good philosophy with that. Okay. And um, no, I love because I can I can give my full attention to the game. Otherwise, I always have distractions. So let's fast forward. Your kids are graduated out of the house. Do you think it goes back to pre twenty twelve philosophy? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Noon on Sunday. That's the best time there is. As a young child, I remember I would talk my mom out of not having me stay for church's Sunday school, because if you stayed for Sunday school, you didn't get done until noon. And then you weren't home until 1230, so you'd miss kickoff. (laughs) So I could talk my mom into letting me skip Sunday school so I could just go straight home to watch the noon Packer game. All right. Got it. Guys, if you're not in Wisconsin watching this right now or listening to this, they're crazy. They're crazy. I've taken communion from somebody in this state who's been wearing a Packer jersey. Well, they distribute communion. They, they don't do that in Minnesota? That's not normal. Is that a Minnesota thing? No, that's not. A, that's that's one of the differences when you cross the river. All right. So we love our Packers. Yes, you do. So, all, yes, right. You do. all right. Well, hey, um, thanks, everybody, for watching and or listening. Like I said, we're trying to get these pushed out to some podcast platforms here awesome. in the next couple weeks. Thank you, Nate, for that. Remember, for your snow removal needs, which hopefully we don't need again until next year, uh, the Ranger Snow Removal Company. And make sure you follow us on Twitter. Uh, Join the Facebook group. We're up to, I don't know how many, just hundreds. We're getting more every day. More every day. Um, And subscribe to the YouTube channel. Like I said, um, we'll have a little bit more specific information on where to find it on uh, those podcast platforms. But I know that Apple podcast and google play or the google podcast uh those are two of the platforms so awesome can't wait to get them yeah thanks guys